They say music has no color. However, have you noticed that there's always color when it comes down to award ceremonies? Y'all tune in into the bathroom as we discuss the issues going on with the Grammys, y'all. What the fuck? In the bathroom chronicles. Yay, yay. So, as you guys know, almost two weeks ago, um, unfortunately, um, nine people were killed in a helicopter accident. Um, And those nine people included um, Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter. And it was just crazy to me because it's just like you, you see people on TV and you naturally you anticipate seeing them again um Kobe had retired and you saw um a great transition from being a phenomenal I was gonna say great but he was a phenomenal um basketball player and his athleticism was just amazing and that type of grit that you have you know for something that you love is just it's amazing to see um not only how he was trying to um better his community but to help his daughter live out her best dreams of being a basketball player and it's just it was so tragic to me because it's just like damn it's it's still un- it's still unbelievable to me personally because it's just like damn what the fuck like i literally woke up out of my sleep to hear um about that and i was just like damn like that's crazy and i don't know like that is really taking a hard toll on um several individuals that i've known personally um people that looked up to him and they aspired to be just like him um, I have a couple of students who just did not take it well at all. And it wasn't anything personal. It was just like, damn, he was a hero to them. So I can understand that. But let me tell you, like, the effects of it that really just was taking a toll on me personally. Um, just to see the amount of insensitive people, you know, love is love automatically. And I think that a lot of people were just showing love to his family. But, you know, people checking in and trying to make sure everything's okay. And I can, you know, understand that because one of my um, classmates from high school got on social media and she made a comment. And she was just like, you know, people are dying every day. And you take out this one moment of time where somebody that is famous that dies you now want to pick up the phone and you know initially reading that you i I ain't gonna lie i was like damn i can kind of understand it but at the same time it's just like life is too short to really focus in on things like that you have to really look at a a full view of what somebody is trying to present to you love again is love and if you want to reach out to somebody just because somebody you know has died and tragically died do so i ain't gonna lie like it was a couple weeks ago i had a dream about my uncle and it 
terrified me. And I immediately called him. I hadn't heard from him in months. But I immediately called him because it was on my heart to do so. And if God places in you to call somebody or check in on somebody due to somebody else's tragedy, hey, go for it because you never know. We don't know when our time or the hour. We don't know. So just be grateful in that moment and reach out to people regardless. But as days went on, I was just like, you know, starting to feel kind of heavy. I I really felt like a lot of my students were down. Um, and it's, it's so sad when you have people like that who just, they really can't cope with death like that, of that magnitude. But it really started to piss me off when I started hearing about Kobe Bryant and the rape allegation that occurred in 2003. I ain't gonna lie, I remember that shit, like, vividly. Um, I remember hearing about it. It was not something that was to be joked with (laughs) and as a kid to really be hearing about these stories I'm just like damn is that really going on and how is it that you know he's in this position and he allowed it, it was just so many things that came into mind because as a kid you really don't understand a lot But I looked at this situation as a moment of growth. He had a woman who supported him, who loved on him, and was there for him. I don't know what the fuck happened in that hotel. I think it happened in Colorado or some shit like that. But I don't remember. Like, I I can't tell you what happened. And I really honestly don't give a fuck because it's not who he was. I don't think he was a rapist. And I don't think he you know went in with the intention of raping anybody i don't think that's what he did personally but to god be the glory if who who's to know because you're not going to know he's gone nobody gave him that platform to ever discuss anything like that it was really like one of those things where it was just like it happened and he moved on he continued to be great in his profession and he, it, it didn't deter him from his goals and aspirations. He had a wife, you know what I'm saying? And she forgave him for whatever situation because he obviously did cheat. I ain't gonna lie. That's what happened. But I don't think it was one of those situations where it was like she didn't consent. But moving forward, that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna go into... Um, what's been going on in news media as of lately? Um, let's start off with a journalist that reported that you can't, um, you also have to include his legacy. Um, within his legacy, you also have to include, um, the fact that he was a rapist or something like that. Um, I think she was a journalist from Washington Post, I think. And I was just like, damn, like this shit, it, you, you, you starting off off the gate. Like this happened not only like within 24 hours, you start off on some bad shit. This woman, I think she was, um, allowed to take administrative leave or something like that, but she's now back working. Um, you had Sean King who was making comments on Twitter 
And this is nobody has said anything directly to him about anything. It was just like, I haven't really seen anything as explosive. But when a black woman says something, it's on a whole nother level. I ain't gonna lie. Like black women, we have <sighs> as a race, we have to do better in how we represent one another. And the other day, when I heard um, Gail King and Lisa Leslie's um, interview, I was kind of taken aback because I was just like, damn. A lot of people were still upset with Gail for grilling R. Kelly the way she did. And I was proud of her. She did a phenomenal job. It was newsworthy. But as far as the situation when it came down to Kobe Bryant I don't think she should have stepped in to say anything about him um number one um she has basically came forward and said that she was um taken advantage of by the network CBS and that she was not um informed about you know the preview that was released out there and of course they're going to get the juiciest part they're not going to go for anything that you know is boring lisa leslie don't get me wrong i think within her own right a great basketball player but at the same time nobody's really checking for lisa i'm just being 100 nobody's checking for her i think she's great but nobody's really like checking for her and I think they were reaching out to people that were close to Kobe. And in that moment, she really should have took a step back as a professional and said, hey, is this question worth my career? Because let me keep it 100 and funky. That, that shit was uncalled for. And asking somebody who is grieving a question like that, just totally off the rocker. But I just, I don't get that. And then you have Bill Cosby ass chiming in, Snoop Dogg, and all these other other people. You know, they love Kobe, but at the same time, be intentional with what the fuck you're talking about. If it sticks to the heart, sticks to the heart. But at the same time, like, really, people need to take note of this shit. Because <laughs> it's been going on for years. It's been going on for a long time. Um, take for instance and I hate to make these connections but I have to draw in with history take in with Elvis Presley the king of rock and roll or so they say um, Elvis engaged in a relationship with Priscilla Presley when she was 14 years old people been popping up with that shit but that actually happened like she was legit dating this dude when she was 14 now whether or not she was having sex with this dude i don't know she reported that she did but still she was engaging in sexual activity with a grown-ass man i'm being 100 i know they they fucked they fucked i don't care what they said they fucked and you have um no type of tarnishment when it comes down to the drugs that he was taking this man he basically died of a drug overdose just keep it 100 he died on the toilet slumped over and that's no connection nobody has ever said anything bad about it not too many people have said anything publicly about it it's one of those things that oh he was a great phenomenal artist he just did his thing and he was moving and swinging this 
dude did the dirt just like the rest of these motherfuckers. If you're going to tarnish somebody's career, you need to tarnish the entire set of the motherfuckers if you're going to be doing all that. And not only that, you have other people who've done the same thing. Terrible things. Terrible things. Woody Allen. Although it's public knowledge that he's he's still alive nobody's really talking about him either Woody Allen the motherfucker was fucking on his stepdaughter while he was married to to the I forgot her name damn but anyway it's still it's just so many connections when it comes down to fraudulent behavior and people accept it but they tune in when it's black activity anytime that a black person dies you have to draw in something that's negative my mama always used to tell me a person can always be good but people are going to remember the things they did that was bad it's deep-seated nobody is forgiving everybody moves in a way that is totally destructive when it comes down to not acknowledging people when they are trying to be at peace they are gone there's nothing that you can do about it i can talk shit about elvis all day long but the integrity of it and i'm gonna keep it 100 that was wrong for me what i just said about him but i'm gonna keep it 100 about what i'm going to correct myself and say listen you cannot tarnish somebody's life aftermath after they die you can't do that you can't do that allow them to rest allow them to be at peace allow them to grow because they can no longer defend themselves this man had that shit happen years ago and now all of a sudden this just popped up out of the blue like man fuck that that's wrong and for gail to have did that she really undermined the impression that many people i think she i I don't know in my mind i think she thought that she would get the same support that she got with r kelly honestly i honestly think so because there's no way that she just opened her mouth to say some shit like that and thought it was okay and then did not even apologize for it and then you got oprah ass going on national tv talking about her friend is devastated she's hurt and she's going through some things listen you're wrong you're wrong and you shouldn't have did it somebody should have addressed your ass somebody should have said hey oh girl you might not want to do that but no they're gonna allow you to go into a steeper hole than your ass can get out of So, yeah, I just think that they really need to look at things like that and be more aware of what the fuck they say. Because just open your ass to just say, and I say ass, not mouth, to say some shit that don't make no sense. Like, just disrespectful shit. It's just rude. It's rude. She's not a bitch at all. But it's rude. It's rude. Don't do that. Be respectful to this man and his family. They are grieving. It was a tragic accident grieve and help these people out invite vanessa in to have a platform where she can talk about her child
Because not only did this man die, eight other people died. You got to think about that. And I, I just don't think they be thinking. I don't think they be thinking. That's just me. That's my spill on that. But I really had to dedicate that time because it was just like, I haven't really addressed it. And I think it's wrong that people are enticed by fucked up shit like that. That is so fucked up. So fucked up. But moving along. For news and entertainment, you guys, I know y'all were aware, but there was some crazy shit going on um, this week as far as people just blowing up and going crazy. I know y'all saw Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj going back and forth over Twitter. I honestly think they still got this feeling for one another. I might be wrong, but uh, it's just very inappropriate because they both have significant others and they're going back and forth and there was two things that i noticed in this situation number one people were going in and saying how meek still has feelings for nikki because he's still doing side shit nikki been doing the same thing too and the situation as far as abuse it's been reported before that he was abusive now whether or not it actually happened or not they both really need to be mature enough to say, hey, this shit happened in the past. We got new people. I'm about to have a child. I'm married. We good. Like, I, I can't focus in on anything like that. Who does that? Like, honestly, when you've moved on with your life, your ex or previous endeavors or whatever should not even be rolling over into your new life. Like, that shit ain't even a focus. Be content with Better yet, not be content, but be happy about your progression and not fall back into old shit like that. Like, that's crazy to me. I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine focusing my attention on something like that, knowing that I'm in a new relationship with somebody else. Y'all pathetic. Y'all got to get it together. And then let's talk about um, the Senate. Senate is trifling as can be but I knew they were going to acquit Donald Trump and they sure as fuck did they want his dirt back ass in there and did y'all see the State of the Union I, I sure as fuck haven't I haven't watched any of that shit since he's been in office but apparently um Nancy Pelosi reached out to shake his hand nigga disregarded her he passed her um, some papers, I forgot what they were, and she ripped that shit. And <laughs> I just think politics now have become very comedic, if anything, because it's just like people are not serious about the scope of the world. Like, it's a lot of shit going on, and they rather focus their attention on just craziness. Help us, bitches. That's what you up there for. Y'all are showing out and shit. Listen, at this point, he gonna be in there for another. And I, Lord forbid, I don't want that to happen. But the way things are going, that's what's going to happen. The world is so trifling. You never know what the fuck is going to go on. But that is one of the things that I noticed this week. Um, what else was going on this week that just really, just really stuck out to me? Um, this last weekend we had, uh, the Super Bowl and a lot, it was a lot of controversy going on as far as, uh, with 
don't think people really chime in with really. They chime in for football, but they don't. Uh, they chime in for the um, halftime too, and a lot of people were like dragging Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Like, I saw a clip. It's hilarious. It's of Lady Gaga saying that uh, nobody should be lip syncing, um, some shit like that. And then I think it's a like pastor who was suing the NFL over showing graphic material during halftime he thought that it was going to be a wholesome um halftime show but apparently he said he was tuned into a porn show if your ass didn't want to watch it you should have turned that motherfucker and then you had people like wendy williams chiming in about beyonce and jay-z sitting down and protesting um during the national anthem (laughs) listen if they want to sit their motherfucking ass down let them Wendy, what the fuck wrong? And then the motherfucker had the nerve to have some goddamn Beyonce clothes on. Listen, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But um J-Lo did a um did an interview after the Super Bowl. And she said she found it disheartening that people were being very disrespectful towards her and saying that she wasn't a good singer and things of that nature. It was just like really out of pocket because people were. I don't think she's a great singer at all, but just to really like shatter her down like that, like talking shit and being rude and belligerent like that, I'm just like, damn, have some hope and be nice to this girl. Like she, she ain't bad, bad, but you know, I don't know. Like they were literally, they were literally clowning her for real. And then you got a shunty basically throwing shots at her. It was just crazy to me, bro. Crazy. Uh, y'all, I wanted to talk about this briefly. Um, it was um, two women that were killed at Texas a- A&M. I think it was at Commerce. If um, yeah, it was at Commerce. Um, they were shot and killed, along with one of their children was shot, but he wasn't killed or whatever, um, by an ex-boyfriend. Listen, <laughs> this is not funny, but this is an eye-opener for a lot of people who work in higher ed right now. Um, I work in higher ed, and right now, I can't even get into my building like through the normal way that I go through because they've been locking the areas to secure um, intruders from coming in. So I just, I don't know. I think people really need to really take note of what's going on as far as domestic violence and take it a little bit more serious. You see little programs here and there, but it's not really as authentic as it should be there's so much going on this girl was harassed i think he beat the hell out of her um a couple weeks prior to her death and she had a restraining order against him they should have tracked this man to make sure that he wasn't around her and i honestly think if you're in a position like that of being a um an abusive partner 
and somebody has filed a restraining order against you, you should have an ankle bracelet or something to make sure that you are nowhere near their proximity. And I honestly think that cops should allow the victim to see their location to make sure they're nowhere around them or to make sure that they are safe because I don't think that they really have any precautions whatsoever. It's either I file a restraining order against you and I'm either safe or I'm dead. One to two. There is no safety provisions available to anybody like that. I don't think so. Like, I think they really need to do a better job in helping these individuals out. And speaking of domestic violence, I know y'all saw um, Tank Man, Javante Davis, um, basically go in on his baby mama. And he was arrested for, um, I think it was domestic violence, if I'm correct. He was ordered to stay away from her. Um, in the video, you see him ripping her up. But there's another video that hasn't been released of him striking her for attending um, a uh, TMT event which is by um, Floyd Mayweather. And I was just like, damn, like this dude is really acting the fuck up. It's, it's just too much going on and they got to do better as far as how they want themselves to be seen. If you knowingly know that you're a boxer, right? Or you are in a platform of where people are idolizing you and all this other shit. If you're a celebrity... Why would you put yourself in that predicament? I, I I don't get that. But it's based off of what you don't know. He don't know no better. And he need to do better. Somebody really needs to take hold of him and mentor him. Because that shit was just crazy as fuck. And they gotta do better, man. It's just, just out of sight. Out of fucking sight. Monique still going in on Oprah, y'all. Still angry. And I just really want her to do something, like, because Oprah don't really give a fuck at this point. Oprah is old and in her way, and she's not willing to change. She's not willing to settle for an apology. So I honestly think Monique should at least just keep chiming in and growing as a um, professional, as a comic as a comedian, excuse me, and as a um, as an actress, it's just too much going on. People really got to get it together. Like chiming in and trying to hurt somebody like that is really not gonna help. Because listen, people don't give a fuck. They just don't, and that's it's really foul that Oprah and Tyler did her the way they did. But hey, you live and you learn. And I wish her nothing but the best. And I hope that she comes out of this situation on top. Because the way they've been going at her ass about talking about Oprah and all these other people. Listen, they they obviously don't give a fuck. And I <laughs> I support that, that attitude. Don't give a fuck. I'm going to speak my mind. <laughs> yeah, Monique, I support you, baby. But, um... That's all I have for news and entertainment for today, y'all. But this is something I want y'all to think on, for real. If you love somebody, reach out to them, naturally. 
don't have to hold that in. If you feel it in your heart to reach out to somebody and they are on your mind, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. And I'm going to follow my advice and do so, too, because I got a couple people in mind that I want to reach out to because, you know, it's in my heart to do so. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. But always remember, do not be open to talk. I can't even ever say this shit right because I had a whole episode about it. Toxicity. Whatever the fuck. Don't 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 allow people who are toxic to uh infringe on your happiness. But if you feel in your heart to reach out to people, allow yourself that opportunity to do so. And that's it, y'all. Y'all stay tuned to the following segment of the bathroom chronicle. So let me tell y'all real quick. I was driving along um, some roads in Lafayette. I'm still trying to get acquainted. Um, And, you know, I was trying to really, like, think of some things that really came into mind that I was interested in. And I realized that the Grammys was going on um, Saturday. I was just like, damn, you know. The Grammys is tomorrow, and I started to think about the controversies that have been going on in terms of um, the lack of diversity. I don't know if y'all are familiar um, with what's going on with the Grammys, but there's a scandal going on currently. Um, There's been some issues going on for some years. Um... We all are fully aware that there's a lack of diversity, but um, something that really stuck out the most to me was when um, Nicki Minaj came forth and said that, uh, you know, they were basically trying to blackball her. She didn't say that per se. I'm I'm really, you know, paraphrasing, but they kind of were and they were really making it hard for her and. I was just like, damn, you know, that is really like a starting point as far as my recognition with the whole debacle that's going on currently. Um, The Grammys actually um, has been dealing with some explosive controversy when it comes down to um, sexual harassment, discrimination complaints. And many more. It's just like, what the fuck, you know? But Deborah Duggan, I don't know if y'all know, but she was the CEO of the whole shebang. She was the head in charge. And they basically booted her. And just to see how things have come about within a year span, looking at like, the whole record i'm like what the fuck she was a ceo of a non-profit aids organization called red um and she was chosen by the former ceo to um go ahead and you know step up the game you know so according to duggan's 
complaints um she experienced a lot of corruption within the academy and i'm saying the national academy of recording arts and science that's what i'm referring to there have been some issues going on as far as them leaking information to the press and just being really like hell on wheels with her like just being super disrespectful she signed her contract in may of last year and she stated that she went on a um a business dinner with uh joel katz who is the general counsel and she stated that he was very inappropriate uh trying to um push on her and being very pushy just pushy and trying to kiss her or something like that but cats has denied it of course and um later of i think it was later that month the recording academy held its first board meeting that duggan attended and she said um she hadn't even really like started like she was contractually supposed to start in august i think and it was just a lot going on and she stated that uh the rape allegations that were occurring like were looming around but there were some things that were going on that you know people were trying to hide apparently <clears throat> the former ceo was you know let go because of rape allegations but she was unaware of what was going on and she said um his contract expired in september and she officially took over and that's when she realized there were some issues when it came down to diversity people like rihanna and kendra lamar um were representatives as far as stating that there were some issues and concerns with them not being able to, you know, be selected for Grammy. So I, I am pretty sure, you know, people knew that shit was going on. So she stated that she went on ahead and hired um, Claudine Little, who was the former CEO's um, executive assistant. And there were some issues going on. Little accused Duggan of bullying and being very abusive towards her. And I guess, you know, Duggan took it upon herself and she was just like, hey, we have to really rectify this issue and get this situation handled. Because the Academy was apparently like digging in Duggan's ass, you know, about, you know, their lack, their issues with. Duggan calling the Grammys out for the lack of diversity and transparency. So the Academy had a, a fall meeting. And again, she's pressing the issue about diversity. But they kind of are rejecting the plan. But they're giving raises to cats and others who are on the board. And I think later on that month in November, they decided to release the nominations which is weird to me because now that i think about it normally like the grammys are held in the beginning of february i mean we we are in january close to the end but normally it's actually in february i found that weird but anyway uh duggan's complaint um about some emails came about 
And she was informed that she was no longer permitted to hire or terminate staff members without the board's approval. And I think the following month they went on ahead, Little, and I'm referring to Little, who is her assistant. Assistant goes ahead and she files a complaint um, stating that she's been bullied and she goes again to get um, an attorney and Duggan releases some more um, emails um, to HR stating all the allegations that are going on during that time. Um, Also, she talks about how the Academy board inappropriately influenced some of the nominations that were going on. And Duggan went on ahead, pressed her attorney to notify the Academy that she, you know, planned to file some claims. So the news surfaces of all the shit that was going on. And let me tell you, like, I don't know if you remember this or not. Like people started talking about this shit and they, you know, went on ahead and really fired her ass. (laughs) They fired her. They wanted to make sure she was quiet, so they just bumped her ass to the side. Duggan went on ahead and filed a discrimination complaint, and she let them know all of the things that were going on in detail. And it was like all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. Um, she went on an interview, I think on Good Morning America, and she let it be known. Like, she was like, there are some things going on that people are not addressing. And they decided to go ahead and hire a new CEO for the Recording Academy. So, there's a long list of things that were going on during that time. But for me, I'm thinking like, damn. And these people have been knowing what the fuck going on, but they've never said anything about it. So, I did some research on my own and I found that um, the Grammys has been full of shit for a long time of course those type of award ceremonies have always been full of shit because when you think about it like the Oscars and the Tonys and what else is there? Emmys Golden Globes they've always been full of shit always but the Grammys in particular is really fucked up in a way that most people don't even think about so We're going to take it back to the 50s real quick. In the 1950s, you have the boom of civil rights. Civil rights has always been existent. um, Existing, excuse me, as far as people trying to fight for their rights. However, I think, and I've stated this in many papers that I've written when I was in college, that when the men came home from World War II, they had some off about them. They had that confidence within themselves. And they were like, uh-uh, we ain't even had that shit. So when they came back, it was like a trans- a transition. Um, many of the men went on ahead and they were like, hey, we getting the fuck on down and we finna move on up. So a lot of these men wanted to transition up. But how they were going to do that? They had to challenge the laws. <laughs> And music was the same way. Music was the same way. Music has always been a way of entertaining 
many others. Let's go back to the 30s with it. Like, you have Bessie Smith. Um, who else? Duke Ellington. Uh, Billie Holiday. Those artists were well respected and received by many audiences around the world. But they were not respected because of their color. So they were only good for entertaining. So this transition period in the 50s where I guess I'm going to call it for what it is, call it spade a spade. When the whites decided that, you know, they wanted more in terms of music, they meant that shit. People were not satisfied with rock and roll. Rock and roll music was sinister. It was whorish. It was disrespectful to women. It was just uh, a, a gutter snake <laughs> in the industry. It was not well received. Yes, it sold music, but as far as quality, they were not pushing for quality. And therefore, they decided that they wanted to create their own platform that recognized their music. Rock and roll is black, number one. So let me tell you, I'm I'm saying these things, not saying that I think that way. I'm saying that. Black music has always been perceived that way. Black music is all music, by the way. Black music is always perceived to be gutter and rough. And when they had an artist who made the game switch up, who was that motherfucker? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley came into the industry literally taking away from many artists such as Chuck Berry and Little Richard. But it was seen as quality. You see some trend. You, you, you actually see some correlations with this. They are quite parallel to what we have today. I'm going to talk about that later. But it was just like a new sweep of music. People were like, damn, who is this cat? Who is he? And why is he gyrating? And why is he having all the girls look at him in a way that is sexual? Ugh. We need to clean this up. In the meantime, we have people like Nat King Cole, um, Suave and Chill, and, you know, producing quality music. But he's recognized in a way. But then again, he's not because although he built Capitol Records, he was not recognized. He was beaten um, in Birmingham because, you know, the whites were hot with him for no reason, jealous. And you have people like Donna Washington, who is great musically, can play a piano. Can't talk can play a piano out of this world but she's always looked at as being fat they never look at her in a sexual way they just like oh she's this she's that she's a hoe they always talk shit about this woman but she was a good ass musician quality quality music so as time transitioned um music as a whole Popular music became more string-oriented and more lush. 
they knew what the fuck they were doing. So in 1959, the um, Recording Academy for, um, what is it called? I'm, I'm trying to remember. The, uh, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Science was founded in 1959. It's speculated that it was supposed to recognize artists who were for good quality music pop music that wasn't too rough but it was also supposed to gentrify the industry that was supposed that, that's not no theory that was what you see it was supposed to gentrify music and when I say that I want you to think about that because I'm going to mention this later on I want y'all to follow up on it. It was supposed to gentrify music. So, in 1959, you have uh, artists like Ella Fitzgerald. She was nominated for a Grammy. um, Multiple Grammys. I think she only won one. She was the first to win a Grammy. Her and Count Basie. But, moving along with years to come, it took, I think, nine years for a black to win a mainstream uh, award. It took nine years because, again, rhythm and blues. Think about that shit. Like that sounds so fucking. In, it, it it sounds so weird to me rhythm and blues is music you know what i'm saying all the way it's pop that's what it is it's popular music regardless but it's not recognized in a worldwide platform but it took 10 years and the first artist to actually win a mainstream uh award was um fifth dimension Fifth Dimension came with the shits. They did their thing. But during this time, you have people like, like I said, Lush Music. This is Lush Music time. You have people like Barbara Streisand to come forth with with music. And it was crazy. It was crazy. But you know what's crazy? It was the first the second time a woman had won an album of the year. She was the second. And she was the last until the um, 1970s. So it was just crazy. And then you had... uh, Who else? It was just some crazy shit. People of color were coming out. And they were coming with the vengeance. But listen, you have Motown during this time. And you have music like Marvin Gaye, um, The Supremes, uh, The Temptations. They were hardly ever recognized because, again, it's popular music. And this is something that really kind of frustrates me about Barry Gordy. He strives so hard to make American music. However, America did not appreciate him to give him an award. They were just giving awards just to anybody during that time, if you were just banking off of quality lush and strings, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like, that really wasn't, you know, they really weren't doing anything for our people. They weren't. So, listen, 
1965, Barbara Streisand and Louis Armstrong. Um, actually, let me say Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong um, was nominated. No, he wasn't nominated. There was a song that he did. It's called Hello, Dolly. The song won Song of the Year that year. But he did not take an award home because he didn't write. I want you to also think about that one in the future. Because there were several artists like Whitney Houston who did not receive the accolades that they deserved because they didn't write the music. So, um, it's, it's just fascinating to me that a lot of these things were happening and nobody was really like taking heed to say, Ham, when are we going to actually let these people win some shit? They weren't really receptive to our music during that time, I guess. So, yeah, I, you, you look at people like Stevie Wonder, who really booming hard during this time um, with his albums, um, Inner Visions, Fulfilling This, uh, First Finale, Songs in the Key of Life, killing it, killing it, killing it. But it was pop. See, he is Motown. He's Motown. Motown. But his music was pop. It transitioned back and forth. And many people looked at that shit and they were like, damn. This is a period of time when they just looking at shit and they just like, hey, we might want to get this dude some, some, some props for his shit. So they gave him an award for pop vocalist in 1975. And Stevie continued to push and he continued to get on with the shit. So in 1976, you have the first black performer to ever win Best New Artist. And she was Natalie Cole. Um, a very controversial year that really stuck out was um, Christopher Cross. Um, he won all the top awards that year, 1981. And this is the interesting period that many people don't know about. Disco. Disco was another thing that, you know, a lot of people were really vibing with during that time. But they made sure to kill that shit. The industry was not okay with the LGBTQ community at all. And that's one of the things that really, you know... That was disco. Disco was that. Disco was that during that time. And the Grammys made a point. To actually kick that shit out the wind. So in the 80's. You know. They chose not to. Really. Push for artists to get awards. Like Donna Summers. Um, who else during that time. Michael Jackson. Prince. Many of those people did not get the recognition. And this is also during the period where rap is coming out. But rap was not rap as we know it. Rap was more um, pop 
popish, if that makes sense. They really weren't writing their shit, if that makes sense. So, this happened. You have my boy, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wins hard. He won, like, eight Grammys um, in the 1984 Grammys with Thriller. And um, what else he got? Billie Jean and Beat It. He was kicking their asses. And that was really like a point when they were like, hey, we really need to start watching this shit because it's getting out of hand. So rap is quote unquote introduced to the Grammys. Had not been mentioned during that period of time because they didn't think it was going to exist much longer. So you have people like DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Will Smith, they were nominated for the um, best rap performance, but Russell Simmons and Def Jam decided that they were going to boycott the um, award ceremony. And let me tell you, I remember this happening because and I wasn't born or no shit like that. I wouldn't, you know, I was still swimming in my pot, you know what I'm saying? But keeping it 100, this. I remember based off of a show that I watched on VH1. Uh, I remember LL Cool J and Salt and Pepper. They were standing out in front of some venue and they were like talking about how they had issues with the Grammys, not televising the new rap category. And so um, the uh, I think it was Dev Jam. They accused the academy of treating the rap music as though it was ghetto and i'm pretty sure they damn sure did think that it was ghetto as fuck so they opted to you know not even go and accept their award they were like fuck this shit we're not gonna deal with no shit like this if you're not gonna respect us and deal with us then fuck y'all motherfuckers so um the academy transitions for years to come um more diverse um more women are women i'm saying more women are women more women are winning (laughs) during this time like whitney houston like i said before whitney was killing the game during the 1994 grammys in 1992 bodyguard came out y'all and it blew people out the water it wasn't a good good movie the acting wasn't of quality i guess they the, the critics were really fucking them over so they were like really gunning for the grammys kevin costner came to it and was like 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 lady listen we got to perform this song and Whitney was like, <laughs> Whitney wasn't feeling that song. Um, I'll Always Love You. She was not feeling it. It was a country song, and it was written by Dolly Parton. And let me tell you, it won and gave Dolly some fucking guap. She is rich for life because of Whitney Houston. Literally. Like, Whitney gave this woman a platform that forever change and the following people that came about during that time was like um Whitney Houston Mariah Carey and Celine Dion 
they were really killing the top categories and they were making shit happen. So fast forward, you have rap. Rap is something that is big during this time period. The late 90s to mid 2000s, rap is killing the game. You have people who are really making some shift um, towards trying to diversify like with Lauryn Hill Lauryn Hill won um, album of the year and I think it was a couple other um, Grammys that she had won I forgot you know the exact Grammys but she had like a galore of Grammys and it was like crazy as hell because it was just like damn this motherfucker is winning like crazy and this is time where this is a time period where we start to see a transition in sales. The quality in music begins to kind of shift a little bit because the quality in sales. People aren't buying records anymore. They're downloading. So this is something that is weird that really fucked um a lot of situations up for me that I, I really started to like see that we weren't appreciated. So I think it was um Outcast. Outcast came in with some shit. Outcast, Alicia Keys, and Noah Jones. Noah Jones being uh adult contemporary uh lush alicia keys with um pop r&b and then you have um outcast outcast was different because they were rap and with andre 3000 kind of pop and so they were able to win album of the year and i want to say they are the only one of the only rap artists to even have that if not the only, probably Eminem, but I think they are the only one to get it. But they're the second to the last artist to ever get that award and be black. Um, Herbie Hancock was the last, and that was in 2008. Like, what the fuck? Like, let me tell y'all, like, a lot of shit has been going on during that time. Music quality has been banging as far as, like, um, people really trying to be more creative but in the 2000s it was kind of like mediocre if that makes sense you had some banging albums but it was like ugh, like come on now y'all really fucking it up right now like come on help these people out it's like nobody is really taking a stand to rectify anything I really don't understand this shit. I don't understand how people don't really look at the quality that we are putting out. Like, and I keep saying this shit because I'm really blown because of what I'm about to say. I was really disappointed in the Grammys for the first time. When I noticed that Taylor Swift won over, um, I think it was Beyonce. 
Taylor Swift is not quality at all. She's really like, ugh, to me. But that's neither here nor that. People like her, and that's that. Um, And then you had, like, in 2014, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Jay-Z, Kanye West, they were all nominated um, for a Grammy. I think it was for um, Best Rap Album. Macklemore was nominated too, and he won. It was like, what the fuck? And I remember like being on social media and looking at this, and I'm like, what the fuck? He even apologized. He let it be known that, hey, this wasn't for me. Like, I don't think I should have got this. Like, I think he did make a comment like that before, but it was just like over with. It was like overkill. Like, it's like, mm, nigga. Fuck that shit. So you have him, and he was also um, nominated and won, I think, the best new artist award over Kendrick Lamar. Again, quality music taken away. Um, Beck in 2015 beat Beyonce's um, album for. Um, Album of the Year category. It's a trend. It's it's a it's a trend that I'm starting to see with Beyonce. They they like her, but they don't. They'll give a rap, not a rap, but a R&B album with the quickness, but never a top category album um, award. So that was in 15. In 2016, Taylor Swift comes again. Um, with winning over Kendrick Lamar's to pimp a butterfly. I said butterfly. <laughs> butterfly. Um, and at Sheridan, he won over Kendrick Lamar when it came down to Song of the Year category. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And this is what's this part really fucked me up a little bit. Beyonce's Lemonade by far one of the best albums and I'm gonna tell y'all why it was it was really crafty she did that shit and it was like world shifting it was like fucking mountains were moving motherfuckers were really standing up and they were like oh I feel that way too and Adele don't get me wrong I like Adele but she's not better when it comes down to that year so she won for album of the year and you could see how devastating that was for Beyonce to an extent because it was just like she had worked for so long and not to be able to receive that it was just so stupid to me and I guess her sister felt the same way because she got on Twitter and she was like clowning on the slick Jay-Z in 2018 uh, <laughs> this was an epic feel to me was nominated for eight Grammys eight 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 Grammys how how the fuck do you not win one and again Kendrick Lamar lost to Bruno Mars when it came down to record and album of the year so we move into that same year the Academy decided to bring on diversity inclusion and inclusion task force and i think in 19 childish gambino 
can't even talk out. Like, I'm really fucked up right now. Childish Gambino, he won song and record of the year. So, Drake, at this point, he ain't feeling them. He hot with them. He, like, fuck they asses. Him and Kendrick Lamar and Childish Gambino, they all declined invitations to perform for the show. And it's really, like, fucked up because, again, Kendrick Lamar was nominated for album of the year when it came down to the Black Panther um, soundtrack. And he lost to Casey Musgraves. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? (laughs) Who the fuck is that? And so you look into this year. It's just like, not to take away from um, Billy Ilyish. I don't know her fucking name. But at the same time, it's just like, there are some things that I just don't feel that is right. It's like, there is no control. It's so hyped up. And I think that's why Diddy just came forward and said, hey, we need to do something about this. But this is my thing with this. When you have great award ceremonies such as Soul Train and the BET Awards. And I, don't, I got my way of feeling about the BET Awards because they, they need some shit too. But I think that we really need to invest in our culture a little bit more than we do. I think we, we take the time to try to go to these award ceremonies just for, for clout. Versus really looking at it as a way to remove ourselves because they don't give a fuck about y'all. And it's really a shame. And you should know that shit based off of the decline of viewers. Every year it has declined. As years go by, it has declined. That should show y'all some shit. The power that we have, we really need to be more resilient and continue about our lives by pre- by creating award ceremonies for us and not just be building off of shit that don't make sense. Billboard awards, too. They, they fuck up, too. They don't give a fuck about y'all. Y'all see that when um, Nicki Minaj came up and she said that they were not being fair when it came down to top rank because Travis Scott and don't get me wrong Travis Scott he lit as fuck great music great production rap I don't know what the fuck he be saying half the time but his beats be on 100 half the time but you see that shit when they said he was you know selling merchandise and they were presenting it and they were um pushing it for his uh his album to be on the charts you see this shit why aren't people doing anything about it? That, it should be an eye-opener. It should be an eye-opener for us as people to say, hey, we need to create our own and do for ourselves because they don't give a fuck and they don't know quality music. They are about numbers 100%. And that's what I feel. That's what I feel. And I'm, I'm sorry I gave you that long-ass lecture about the history, but I had to bring you the history. I had to let you know what I know. That's what I know to be true. And that's it's been recorded. It's been recorded. It's been stated. It's been printed. It's been done. We got to do better. We got to do better. Bottom line.
So y'all know we got it in the segment with the whole of the week. Holy observing excellently. We taking back the motherfucking word, you guys. So yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, the individual of the week that I choose would be Aaron McGruder. Aaron McGruder is the creator of my show, The Boondocks. And I was watching a couple clips um a couple weeks ago on shows, actually episodes that were banned from um the network i think it was adult swim at the time and comedy hype actually i don't know if they jacked this situation from whoever i watched it from but but listen comedy hype actually released a um a new episode not too long ago and i had just watched what was banned on another video and I was like, damn, this is so similar. But anyway, anyway, Aaron McGruder is a cool cat, man. Like, how he ran that show was amazing. And I cannot wait for it to come back. I um, really hate that Pops is gone. Um, as you know, John Witherspoon, he passed away last year. But I honestly think that the show will continue in a different platform and will be as great as it was before. So listen, two episodes that were banned from the network, one which included BET, the BET parody, and another included the uh, Tyler Perry parody. And let me tell you, it really... Aaron McGruder always stuck outside the box. And when it came down to it, it really showed you how fucked up this world is. It's crazy. People really are willing to go all out to look stupid. But anyway, Aaron McGruder fought through so many people hating on him and trying to make him look bad. But listen, he was telling y'all some shit. Y'all really should have been paying attention to it, motherfucker. Because listen... The, the chicken motherfucking episode was one of them when people were getting sick off going to KFC and um, the R. Kelly situation. The, yeah, Riley stuck up and he said, y'all are whooping and hollering when y'all need to be recommending this dude to go to counseling. And you have people like, um, I'm trying to remember, eating crazy shit. I'm one of them and I'm guilty of it. I ain't gonna lie. But he always made sure that he showed us how crazy we look by doing some of the things that we do. As far as rappers and entertainment, he showed you how fucked up this rap industry was and how it was transitioning into something that was not of norm. He has been showing y'all this shit for a long time. So, Aaron McGruder, I support you and I salute you, my brother, because, listen, not too many people were really digging you, but listen, I was definitely riding for your motherfucking show. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, you guys, listen, as I close, like I told y'all earlier, if it's in your heart to reach out to somebody, reach out to somebody, love on somebody, and support one another. Be peaceful and love march and unite this month. It is Black History Month. And I want y'all to, you know, give back to your community show your future the kids before you how resilient we are and how resilient we were 
give them our history so they are better prepared for the future. Y'all have a good one and be blessed. In the bathroom chronicles. Yeah, yeah.